Good morning, good morning. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the podcast, God's Holy Word. I am your lovely host, Leslie Sullivan, and today is episode 37, and I want to take a look at a really beautiful verse. It is from Psalm 46, and I'm going to be reading from the NIV version, which is the the New International Version. So here we go. It says, "Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth." The first thing that really got my attention with this verse is be still. I know that in American society and and I do know that there are people listening in from other countries. So if you've never lived in the United States, you might need to take these episodes with a grain of salt whenever I talk about what it's like living in America. And I'm not saying America is bad because it's not. America is a wonderful, beautiful country. I wouldn't have it any other way. It, it's a great place. What I'm talking about is our culture. Our culture in our society can be very stressful. Like we tend to be very high-strung people, so maybe we should lift that up um, at the end of this podcast and lift up some prayer requests. So I know that in the American society we tend to be over-anxious, highly, highly strong, um, really worried about things, and I think one of the biggest hindrances to our faith. is number 1 not knowing god not believing in god and number 3 not being still now if you're a very black and white yes and no kind of person like i usually am reading this black and white can be very too harsh i don't know how else to describe it but if you think be still and know that i am god that doesn't mean don't ever move or ever exercise or just sit around your house all day and be a bible thumper That's not what it's talking about. Being still means to have peace in your heart. It means that wherever you go, whatever you do, you have peace in your life, and it's a wonderful thing to have. So it says, "Be still and know that I am God." You know, it's very hard to have peace in your life if you don't know God. And one of the people that I thought of when I first recorded this episode but I thought you know I'm going to scrap it and redo it cuz I didn't like I didn't like everything that was in it so I was like well I'm going to scrap it and start over. One of the things um that I talked about is I talked about a girl that I knew in college. We were in the same sorority house. And unfortunately, she was allowed to be in our sorority. She should have never been allowed in. She was a very strange individual. And the reason why she was strange was because she was a wicked. Like she believed in incantations, spells, curses, and she was not a very pretty person. Her teeth were horrible. Um she could be a very vicious, mean individual. She especially did not like me, and she did not like me. And I what I'm trying to say is that she could target people for any or no reason. And I knew that she had not liked me. I didn't understand why because I wasn't a Bible thumper back then. I I I'm still not a Bible thumper. I just believe and I know that God is good and he's taking care of me and I'm a Christian and I practice my faith every day. But here's the thing, at the time when we were in the sorority house, I was not a very strong Christian. People like her very much disturbed me, creeped me out. I wanted nothing to do with her. I was kind to her, I was polite. but she made me very uncomfortable and the reason why she made me uncomfortable was because the lifestyle that she was practicing like she had spell books um incantation books in her room and 
it was very disturbing. Now I will say this, there were two sorority sisters that we had that were very strong in their faith. They were very strong Christian women and God bless them. They converted this wicket to being a Christian. And one of them was was her roommate. God bless those two sorority sisters. I mean, I I'm impressed with them. They really helped this girl. See, cuz there's a thing. When this girl that was a wicket the more she practiced the demonic, the more hideous she became. I can't describe it. Her facial features became twisted over time. And I don't know why she chose to be a witch or a wicket, but I I think it was because of power and control. She very much thought she had control over people's minds, their bodies and their souls. And I think that's very arrogant and pompous, but if you think about it, that's exactly how Satan thinks. That that's exactly how he tries to manipulate us. Well, she was doing the same thing and she was practicing a cult religion. So, needless to say, she didn't take care of herself, she didn't take care of her body. As I said, her teeth were so hideous and horrible. Um she always had a scowl on her face and it's like the muscles on her face were weird. And guess what? She could never get a boyfriend. No wonder. I mean, even guys that were desperate would not go out with her, would not date her, and they for sure did not want to introduce her to their family. But here's the thing. When she gave her life to Christ and she turned over a new leaf and she turned away from the demonic She was a completely changed individual. I've never seen someone go from night and day difference. I've never seen that before, especially way back then when I was in my um, late teens, early twenties. I'd never seen something like that. And the occult used to scare me. Anything demonic frightened me. It scared me. Now I'm not frightened of it. I just rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Like, you know, I don't have time for fear. I don't have time for worry. I don't have time for doubt. I don't have time for anger. I just rebuke it and move on. Cuz Satan lost the war. He's an idiot and a moron and he's in hell. Well, unfortunately, some people give him more credit than what he deserves. He deserves no credit whatsoever. He's an idiot and like I said, a moron. And what's interesting is that when this girl turned away from the demonic, her face became normal. I didn't know she could look normal. Like even her hair changed. Like everything about her changed. I mean, she just had a a different personality. It was so interesting, and and her health improved. And here's another thing: when she was practicing the demonic, she did horrible in school. She could not focus in class. She had a very 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 hard time studying for school. But when she gave her life to Christ, like she could actually be still. because before when she was practicing something demonic she was agitated she was irritated she was anxious she was angry she was bitter always trying to control other people because she had no control over herself because she had given her will and her control to the devil and wickets may not realize that some do but the the ones that don't realize who's really in control of them They are living such a vicious lie because they don't realize they're being manipulated and very cruelly. Cuz all Satan did was ruin this girl's life. It was horrible. I mean, I felt sorry for her, but at the same time it's like, you know, she's a grown woman. She's over the age of 18. She makes her own decisions. You know, my pity and 
how to describe this, my pity and my em- empathy stop for a person when they when they start to make me uncomfortable because if something makes me uncomfortable there's a reason there is a definite reason so needless to say um she converted she is no longer um a wicked she gave her life to Christ and she actually started dating and she was dating a really nice guy i have no idea if she's married now has kids or what i have no idea but You know, it took almost a year or two, maybe a year and a half before she converted to Christianity and she stopped being a wicked. That's a long time to be praying for someone. That's a long time to be patient with someone, especially when you live with them in the same sorority house. I mean, let me put it this way, no one wanted to be her roommate. No one. Except the the two christians the the two like serious christians I mean, we had christians in the house but not like these two so one of them said hey i'll be your roommate and i was like you got to be nuts are you crazy she said i'm not worried about it she'll all be your roommate cuz she knew that she could convert her because her will was stronger than that witch's will She wasn't worried about it at all. She, you know, I wish I'd spent more time with strong Christians as opposed to wimpy, whiny, Debbie Downer Christians because Debbie Downer Christians will not do anything but bring you down and I know from personal experience when you're around bad people or people that just bring you down, it's either Debbie Downer or it's very angering because you're like why do I feel so funky? Why do I feel so irritated? Well, well here's the thing. Whenever you're around people that you're not supposed to be around, they have a spirit that is either in them or around them that is trying to get on you and trying to warp your mind because remember the battlefield starts in the mind. Like I'll give you an example. Like not too long ago, I was sitting on my sofa, feeling kind of sorry for myself. I'm like, wait a minute, what am I doing? You know, I was tired, wasn't feeling that good. I was like, you know what? I'm going to get up and start speaking the goodness of God. So I stood up and said, you know what? I love where I live. I just started going through all the list of blessings I have. I love where I live. I love my furniture. I love what I do. I feel great. I have an amazing life. Sometimes. you have to remind yourself of the good things that God has blessed you with and then you thank him for it and you just start singing the praises of God so what if there are some things i don't like that's going on in my life i know god's taking care of it it's going to be fine my responsibility and this is your responsibility as well is to be still and know that god is god no one else is god Another thing I want to mention in regards to people that fall into the occult or to the demonic is that whenever you put something else above God or you dethrone God in your mind or in your actions when you when you make something else your god there will be chaos and there will be misery in your life because there is no peace outside of God it just doesn't exist That's why we have so much craziness in this world. And I'll give an example. Have you ever met someone 
Let me give let me give a better example. I just saw one. So I went to a dinner back when I was a freshman in in uh, college. And it was a dinner with just, you know, students or whatever. But they came from different walks of life and and that stuff. So the two people that I remember I've never forgotten. There was one that was a serious Christian and I don't mean a Bible thumper but she really believed in Jesus and she just had peace in her heart like I've never seen especially at that age because we were young and I was so impressed with how much peace she had in her heart and she wasn't bothered by stuff cuz she knew Jesus I mean another girl she's a party animal sleeps around I mean, who knows what all kind of birth control she was talking about, but I mean, she was what we would call skeezy, meaning trashy, okay? Her life was crazy. I couldn't believe how crazy her life was. It's like she was with a different guy almost every night on the weekends or something. I mean, she was always trying to find that one special guy, but she was willing to sleep around to find him. And I'm like, you're not going to find him that way. So in this example, the girl that serves Jesus and loves Jesus and knows Jesus, she has a very calm lifestyle because she has peace in her life from God. The other girl, she's living a very chaotic and moral life. and it's crazy and she was miserable because she did not have Jesus in her life. She may she may know that he exists. She may know that there is, you know, the God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. I have no idea what religion she was raised. I know she's from America. Both of them were. But sometimes people just think that Jesus, when you talk about him or if you go to church, then you're churchy. And I don't need to be shamed or blamed. They have that kind of attitude. Well, what this party animal didn't know was that there is no shame or condemnation in Christ Jesus. You want a husband? He'll find you a husband. You want to have children? He will help you have children. And I say that because I met quite a few women over the years that suffer from endometriosis, which is very excruciatingly painful. and it makes it very difficult to give birth or or to get pregnant. And so what a lot of women don't realize is that when they don't have Jesus as their Lord and Savior, they don't know or realize that he can heal them of that. Because if you don't know who Jesus is, then you don't know that you can receive a healing any time, day or night. It's not up to the world. It's not up to your doctor. And we love our doctors. Don't get me wrong. But here's the thing: if, if all your doctor is ever telling you is negative, bitter, Betty news, number one, I would consider getting a different doctor, unless they truly are the only one you can see. But I would make sure that if I'm going to see a doctor, you know, let's say on Wednesday or something, then I want to make sure that I spend extra time with Jesus that day, and I'm going to pray before I go into my appointment, and I'm going to pray afterwards. Because you know what is interesting is that you'd be surprised how many doctors are so arrogant, so snobby, so pompous. They think it's all about them and those appointments. And they think they have the power of life and death. They act like God. 
because of their education and because of their title. There's nothing wrong with being educated. There's nothing wrong with having a title. But if you misuse it and you act like you're on the throne, especially in your career, that's a big problem because that's a sin. It's called pride. And pride destroys your life and other people's lives. Now, I've met some nice doctors over the years, but they're few and far between. Whether they're male or female. I mean, I used to just think that the men doctors were bad. But now we've got more women that are becoming doctors and I tell you what, when they're not in the mood to see people, it's like I so want to tell them, "Would you please check your hormones at the door?" I mean, I get that women have ovaries and all that good stuff, but I'm not here to be lectured. I'm not here to be treated like dirt just because someone's not in a good mood. But yet they're charging my insurance a lot of money for this visit and or collecting a pretty hefty copay. So it's like, you know, whoever's paying the bills should be given some respect, which includes the patient. So I guess we need to pray for our, our healthcare providers. See, cuz there's a thing. When our healthcare providers are making these appointments all about them, they're not providing healthcare. They're stealing it. They're taking it away from the patient because they're making the appointment about them and their career and not the patient and the patient's well-being. I can't tell you how many times I'll go see a doctor and if they do one thing wrong that is like really bad, I never see them again. It's one thing if you know if they're a little little irritable, you know, like maybe they've had a long day and if they just flat out tell me, "Hey, I've had a long day, you know, just bear with me here while I ask you some questions." I understand that. I mean, we're both people. But there's some things that are non-negotiable. If someone doesn't value your life or your health or your safety, don't ever do business with them. Because they will not give you a very pleasant experience. And also, it doesn't matter how much money you pay them for your visit, it's never enough. to get them to treat you with respect because here's the thing you can't buy friendship and you can't buy respect but yet these people love money especially bad people and here's another thing the more you do business with people you're not supposed to you're not supposed to do business with the less peace you will have in your life and right here in Psalm 46 it says be still and know that I am God I think we need to take some people off their pedestals in our mind not like physically but like in our mind like stop being goo goo gaga over someone that makes more money than you or has a title or maybe they're a movie star or or maybe they are an engineer or a researcher like someone that you think is over you and above you guess what no one is over you or above you no one no one we are equals We just happen to have different occupations, make different salaries. There's nothing wrong with making a lot of money. I think everybody would be a lot happier if they made a lot of money. Because then we wouldn't have so many poor people, if any at all. Just think about that. What if everybody was rich? Wouldn't that be amazing? I would love that. Cuz then we could all pay our bills, we could all tithe and not worry. Well, technically we're not supposed to worry when we tithe anyway, but There's so much more that we could do to spread the gospel. Because everything costs money. Nothing is free.
And God wants to bless you. So the next verse says, I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. If your life is a little crazy right now, even just a pinch. I want to ask you a personal question. Who and what are you exalting in your life? Now, exalting means to lift high. And I'll double check the definition here. But to exalt Okay, it says exalted of a person or their rank or status placed at a high or powerful level, held in high regard. Let me see if there's some other definitions because I think it's good to know what these words mean because I think when we know what they mean, then we realize how we're supposed to behave, how we're supposed to think and how we how we are supposed to speak. So Merriam-Webster's definition says elevated in rank, power or character. The second definition says held in high estimation, glorified or praised. The third definition says to raise high. And let's see if it gives us some synonyms. Now synonyms are words that mean something similar to what you're currently looking up. So let me go to some synonyms here and see what it says. Okay, some synonyms for exalted is celebrated, famed, famous, glorious, honored, renowned, reputable, bright, distinguished, eminent, illustrious, luminous, noble, notable, noteworthy, outstanding, preeminent, prestigious, star, superior, infamous, dominant, paramount. Now let me read you what the antonyms are. These are opposites. So we're looking at what is the opposite meaning of exalted. Take a look at this. Insignificant, minor, unimportant, average, inferior, mediocre, obscure, uncelebrated and unsung. Now let me make this point. When you lift up anything other than God, and you are exalting that thing or person you are making yourself insignificant minor unimportant average inferior mediocre obscure uncelebrated and unsung when you exalt god he lifts you up to be significant above average very important never obscure always celebrated And you know what? I bet the angels sing about you. God loves to to celebrate his children. So here in this verse we see I will be exalted among the nations. That tells me we should never compare ourselves with other people. ever 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 and the reason why is because it says I will be exalted among the nations that's a lot of peoples right so don't ever sell yourself short don't ever think that you're not worthy of God's love and that you're not worthy of other people's respect and here's the thing just because you don't get respect from other people that doesn't mean that you're the problem that means they're the problem and if they're a jerk they're a jerk pray for them and don't ever do business with them again And don't pander to them. 
And don't pay them compliments. Or do them favors or, you know, sometimes I think people are so desperate to be accepted that they do things they would not normally do, and that is such a mistake because you're trying to please people, not God. I say this respectfully, forget about people. Think about God, worship him. When you put God first, God will deal with all these weasels that we have to deal with in daily life. He will deal with the nations. That's why he is exalted among the nations. So just know that you are worthy. You are worthy to be loved, to be respected. Because if God be for you, who dare be against you? And then the last part of this verse says, "I will be exalted in the earth." So, you know, for those that question whether or not God created the earth, this tells me right here he did create the earth. If I didn't already know before, which I did, but here's the thing. Only the person that created everything can be exalted. So I encourage you, do not lift up science or evolution or some of these strange thinkings and dogmas as the be all in all. Nothing replaces God. And I think it's very arrogant of the human race to think, "Oh, we got it figured out. We don't need you. We don't need you, God. We got it all figured out. We've got math, we've got science, we've got telescopes, we've got technology. You know, we've got labs. You know, we can make babies in a laboratory." We don't need you. That is such a slap in the face to God. It's like it's like the creation telling the creator, "Hey, we did everything, you didn't." Well, guess who did that? Satan did that. Do we really want to act like Lucifer? I would think not, and I would hope not. Because whenever we start to think we're better than what we really are and who we really are, that poses a huge problem in our lives because that will separate us from the goodness of God. Because God cannot honor bad behavior. You know, it's kind of like a rebellious teenager. Sometimes teenagers, not all of them, sometimes teenagers go through a very rebellious phase. And at some point parents they tend to think, well, they need to be responsible for their own actions. I'll guide them as best I can, but if they get in trouble, they're on their own. It's called tough love. God does the same thing with you and me, even with adults. He's basically saying, I give you free will. But if you're going to live life the wrong way and you make these really bad choices all the time and you say I don't exist, then you're pulling away from me, you're not drawing close to me. You see, whenever we put something in between us and God, that's what we worship. Whether it's science, medicine, a type of theology, a dogma, a false religion the occult or a cult 
whatever it is or let's say it's technology let's say that you know you think that people are really just computers with skin and you think that computers are are the way to go that is really creepy and there are some people that think that way you know in terms of artificial intelligence but here's the thing why would you want anything artificial why don't you go with the real deal we are god's prized possessions When we exalt God, he lifts us up out of our misery, out of our pit, whether we dug a pit for ourselves or someone else dug it for us, he lifts us up out of that. Can anybody else save you from your sins besides Jesus? No. Can anybody else supernaturally heal you? No. Only our heavenly Father and Jesus can do that. Can anybody else bless you abundantly like he did Abraham? No. That only comes from God. Why replace the original with with a fake or a fraud or something artificial when you can have the real thing? And when you have the real thing, you you feel fulfilled because you know in your heart it's the truth. And you will have real joy in your life. That's really what this verse is talking about. God wants us to know who he is. He wants us to be at peace at all times. And he wants us to know that we are in the palm of his hand and that regardless of whether we're dealing with a neighbor, with a nation or maybe the things on the planet are looking kind of bleak, which they're not, but certain people would like us to think that way, regardless of what's going on, God is in charge of everything. He created everything. And he will continue to bless us, but we have to do our part. Don't substitute God for a lie. Don't substitute him for anything. Anything. He loves you so much. He loves you so much. So to end this podcast, I want to lift up um some prayer requests here. Heavenly Father, I want to lift up the safety and the security of the United States. I want to lift up our economy. A lot of people are suffering right now. with the inflation that's taking place so I pray that the inflation stops immediately that prices on everything go back to normal that people are able to get really good paying jobs and that they be able to provide for their for their families I pray that if someone is polluting the environment that they stop and that they get the help that they need to repair the environment because the environment belongs to us we we're supposed to be good stewards of the planet so I pray that damaging the planet stops immediately whether in the United States or especially outside the United States and particularly in, in India and in China. So I pray that they stop polluting like they are and they clean up the messes that they've made because that's the right thing to do. And I pray that all those that are suffering with any type of disease or ailment whether it's long term, short term or whatever the case may be that they are healed in the mighty name of Jesus. You you paid the price not only for our sins but for our sicknesses and our diseases so nothing should separate us from you nothing 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 
So I pray that anyone and everyone that is listening to this podcast that they are healed in the mighty name of Jesus and that they never doubt that they are loved ever again. And I pray that anyone and everyone that is listening to this podcast that they find a good church to attend if they are not attending one. And if they find a loving church that speaks your holy word and believes in your goodness. I pray all these things in Jesus name. Amen. Until next time, I pray that you guys are happy, healthy and whole, that you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Smallest steps waves transform the earth